Hey everybody and welcome, welcome back after a small hiatus to your week 13 episode of your corporate global football podcast. I'm your host Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host William Spicer. Spicer, so glad to be back. Uh, Yeah, feels good. Thanksgiving has come and gone. A little bit of a hectic week last week. We had a double header uh, over at JCM Middle School, so just a lot to do. But uh, we're back here and just in time for the trade deadline is passed the standings are all mixed up and we got a playoff race that's about to be over that's right it's uh we're it's it comes up on you so quickly like i know that the football season still has a lot left in it but fantasy season really dwindles quickly it does uh it, it just feels like we we just started not too long ago um and here we are. I think in general, life has been going by fast for me anyway. So um, fantasy has been no exception to that for sure. Um, we could start in lots of places. Um, I think where I want to start it, before we get too deep in the weeds, let's just talk about these three trades that happened at the deadline uh, before we forget. So uh, I made another push at my, my championship hopes. Uh, another trade with Ryan in the... Marley Magic sending away Tyler Lockett and a 2023. I'm stalling to find it. 2023 third round pick is what I got. I apologize. And what I sent away was a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 second round pick. So essentially, um, trading back around in 2023 and then giving Ryan a 2024 second for Tyler Lockett. Yes. Okay. So to me, this trade is totally fine in terms of value to me, mm-hmm. especially where Lockett was. I mostly don't like it for you because you're, you already have Russell Wilson as like a pegged on has to start quarterback and he hadn't been doing very well mm-hmm. up until then. So this is, feels like it's more of a belief in Russell Wilson and like that, that's going to be what carries you through more than it is like Tyler Lockett is fine. I'm unsure of how, uh how long he lasts he does still seem to be like pretty big play like he doesn't have the short yardage thing going for him yep but but that's that's sort of what i was thinking it's like there's no value problem it seems rough for hunter because of the stack potentially now yeah i i see what you're saying it it's definitely a boom bust stack uh <laughs> at least it has like traditionally you wouldn't say that with russell wilson it uh, Lockett's always kind of been like that, but um, I think the last two games, like he's he's finally played better, uh, and then their schedule coming up, he's got opportunity to put up some good games. They played at Texans this week, um, and then they've got Chicago and Detroit in the fantasy playoffs. So very excited about that. But um, really, what what uh, made me make this move was even though like if you looked at my roster, if all my receivers were healthy, like on starting opening day of 2022 next year i have like 10 solid receivers but the problem is if you look at my team right now there's just so many injuries that the guys have covid and they're hurt or they're on ir or their quarterback is terrible and so i kind of realized like wide receivers are kind of easy to get because there's so many of them um and with that extra flex spot next year uh, honestly that was an even bigger uh, thing here so what I was thinking was like Tyler Lockett is a big like boom bust guy like we said 
and really that's like what I would hope for in that third flex spot is somebody that like some weeks they get, they'll give me four, but then they'll have that one game a year where they get 40. Yeah. And that's true. I will say <clears throat> this has more to do with your roster. We can move on, but there's some people like, dude, what is up with Michael Thomas? Like, I mean, is he going to play again? Like when you're talking about for next year, like Julio, is he, is he about done? You, I, yeah I'm, I'm i don't little, know like some yeah. of your ir it could people be. i'm like it feels like they might be like one foot in the grave ir yeah i mean totally that's i feel that way more about julio than i do michael thomas um but i just don't know what michael thomas is thinking or like it, that's an odd situation but yeah um and it's weird too a lot of my players uh on my team are, are kind of connected to russell wilson because they had i don't know if you saw the rumor again that came out today that he would rape would waive his trade clause to go to the Giants and the Saints. Uh, also mis- mentioned the Broncos. But if he were to get traded to the Giants, that'd be amazing for Kenny Galladay. And if he went to the Saints, that'd be amazing for Michael Thomas. So I don't know. It's going to be weird. Yeah, I don't think Russell Wilson's going anywhere. Yeah, I, I kind of don't think so either. Um, and I really don't hope. he. I would hope he doesn't. He belongs in Seattle forever. Yeah. Um, but that's enough about that one. Uh, it, it's paying off for me so far i I like having uh tyler luckett on the team uh but we also had another trade let's see we've got hug fan traded james robinson away for a young rook in rashad bateman to try to give him some help at wide receiver i have some thoughts on this one what about you um i feel like probably a decent trade for both sides (laughs) why it's been trying to move off of all the running backs all season. And Bateman is so, I'm so curious what the Ravens are going to do. And part of me feels like this might be a little bit of a, a uh, little bit of a jockeying for is Hollywood going to be re-signed in Baltimore when his con his rookie deals up. And if not, then Rashad Bateman could start working in soon and, you know, like, yeah, I think pretty interesting. I think they're two different types of receivers. So, I, I, even though they don't pass a lot, I think they can both exist together. I think Bateman's a bigger guy, and uh, Hollywood's still going to be that speedster, like mini Tyreek Hill type of player. Um, so, I don't know if that would make a huge difference either way, but I do think um, it's interesting to me. Like, I understand the positional swap that they made for their rosters but i do think that bateman particularly was a weird choice because i think you know james robinson is he might be okay next year but he also could just like fade away next year depending on how travis Etienne um comes in to the league and then bateman like yeah he'll probably be great for the winter faces in a year or two but he's trying to win now and i don't know how much help that's going to give him so i thought that part was kind of weird hmm yeah, that's true. But he also traded away a bunch of picks in the McCaffrey one. So even grabbing any kind of prospect that could yeah. give you utility now is probably not too bad. And he just had so many running back ones already. So Yeah, um, and we can talk about McCaffrey going down uh, maybe when we talk about the winter faces later um, and kind of what that whole ordeal. 
Um, and then lastly, we had a very odd trade, which I think is going to spark a different type of discussion. So we had the uh, a conditional trade between Katie and Brady. Uh, the trade was that Katie would send Mason Rudolph and a 2022 third to Brady, and Brady sent back Tyrod Taylor. But th- uh, there was a condition. Other way around. Oh, I, right. I've done that twice now. I don't know what's going on with me. The trades look weird. Um, and yeah, sorry, she sent away Tyrod Taylor. Um, with the condition that I need to even reread it. I don't even know what it was. Something like if, <laughs> if Andy Dalton starts, then Tyrod goes back or something like that. Is that it? Mm. Yes, condition. If Andy Dalton starts week 13, Brady sends back Tyrod and Katie sends back the pick. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about this? Okay, so here's where I am. I don't mind this, but I've been advocating, and I think I asked this question, but when do conditions run? Right? Like, yes, that is what I was going to bring up as well. Trigger? And I think I, I sent this at one point in slack and it was just like end of the year um because in my head it's like oh yeah so that trade happens the condition was met and then at the end of the year all the conditions will run right yeah but if if you believe that it's when the condition hits it automatically goes then then maybe that's okay but also what happens if it happens after the trade deadline yes okay that was what i was going to bring up as well because um i also thought it was at the end of the year um but and honestly, I didn't have a lot of time to think about it, and I wouldn't have done anything. But um, one of the GMs had messaged me and was like, "Hey, our condition kicked in. Like, you need to swap these back." And so I just did it like real fast because I was working on other stuff. Um, and then I I remember thinking as I did it, "Wait a second, this is past the trade deadline. Should that have been allowed to happen?" And I didn't even think about, let alone it still being in the middle of the season, because I I wonder. I guess we don't really have this is an off season like committee or not committee uh owners meeting conversation we can kind of just try to nail it out I think but I definitely think we should be paying attention to when like is it allowable to have a condition that in the condition itself it it goes through pre season ending Yeah I think that's the conversation we need to have Yeah it, and then because, yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. But if we're, I think it is, we will need to say something about uh, the trade deadline. Can Agree. They, can, can conditions that trigger another trade happen after the deadline? Yeah, I think that's equally as important because if if somebody wanted to like take advantage of that, you know, you could easily see a scenario where you trade someone and it's there. One of the conditions is like, if this player gets hurt, then you have to send back this player. And it's like trying to get around the trade deadline. The trade deadline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I think we definitely need to have that uh, conversation. Um, I think my, yeah. my gut Thankfully, would say no conditions should go through after the trade deadline, but we can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say too, thankfully, like, this one feels pretty inconsequential. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> so, yes. I agree. Um, it's a good one to test the waters and like see it in action. Like see how it works. Yeah, it, it, it was not a big deal. Um, I don't... Yeah, it's not like a Der- like Derrick Henry. And, yeah, like, <laughs> right. Off IR and stuff. Exactly. Uh, Tyrod didn't even play for either team. So um, yeah, no harm, no foul. We'll figure it out. 
Uh, it's kind of, I think he's hurt now. Yeah, and he's hurt now anyways. Which is a bummer. So yeah, that was pretty interesting. Uh, I like to see those conditional trades. And it looks like, speaking of conditional trades, a uh, little side note here. Uh, I had that one with Colton where if Darnell Mooney finished outside the top 40, I had to send him some picks. And right now he's sitting at wide receiver 24. So it's pretty much certain that uh, I won't have to do that. So that's nice. Ooh, I'd be careful. You have no idea the power of Andy <laughs> Dalton to cause that to I know. not be the oh, case. No. That's a good point. I think Justin Fields is going to start play this week, though, so that, that should protect mm-hmm. me. That's true. Hopefully. It's, yeah. Um. Well, yeah, so there we go. Got caught up on those trades. Um. So a lot has changed in the standings. Let's just go through, talk about the tanking situation, the, the playoffs, the seeds, the in the sixth spot um where would you like to start all right let's start let's just go ahead and get the the tankers out of the way okay let's go ahead and talk about the tankers popular ballers marley magic they're tanking they're great they've solidified one and two yep it they would, could they it would take yeah. a crazy accident this week for for it to not be that order because popular ballers would have to somehow win or get a median win uh and i don't think that's going to happen and so they, they could swap with each other, but neither one of them can do worse than that. Correct. Then we have uh, in eighth place, the Pit Kings. Mm. And, you know, this is the, Some this interesting is the stuff shocking here. one. This, yep. is, this, is, this is the story, right? Yeah, this is it. Or it's one of them, which is uh, mid, mid-week, mid-Sunday in week 13, uh... The Pit Kings swap out a bunch of of starters, including some great weeks by Chris Godwin uh, and some others. I guess we'll we'll talk about it during the break, but uh, strange. I'll just keep running down, though. Yeah. I'm, we'll keep going. <laughs> so in seventh, we have the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs, also sitting now tied with the Pit Kings at 10 and 16. With the slightly favored points for. Yeah, about 57 points. <laughs> yep. And then in sixth place in that last playoff spot, the precarious one, we have the God Kings at 11 and 15. Yep. Then we have the Matriarchs at fifth, pretty much guarantee- guaranteeing either the fourth or fifth seed. Then you in fourth, the Gotham Knights, sitting in fourth, and is just holding, hold, playing to hold on to fourth right now. Yep, Katie and I can swap, but we can't drop. Neither of us can rise to third, and neither of us can drop to sixth. Yeah. So at this point, everyone has made the playoffs. Yes, so and ma- and Katie and I will play we uh the first round. That's the only guaranteed matchup. Oh, that's gonna be exciting. Play our uh, championship that's rematch. It. Yep. All right, and then so in third place we have uh, the season surprise mm-hmm. said STFU everyone on this pod you don't know what you're talking about touch Downton Abbey uh, at nineteen and seven uh, then myself at second at nineteen and seven as well just barely squeaking out touch Downton Abbey by about eighteen points mm-hmm. right now and then Wyatt. And the winter faces up at the top, number one at twenty-two and four, have 
the regular season champion mm-hmm. is guaranteed. Yep. So that's where we st- sit in the standings. That's right. So Winterface is guaranteed to have a playoff bye. Um, you and Rob are duking it out this week for the last playoff bye. And I like this because you're basically both guaranteed a win because you're both playing the tanking teams. So it's really just like you're trying to score as much as you can to get make sure you get the median win. And then on top of that, you could both still get median wins, but if Rob gets 18 more points than you, he can still jump you. So this one will be, uh, if either of you have a Monday night game, it, it could come down to that. That's very exciting. Yes. Now, I will say, I, I will, uh, I'll talk about this a little later on. About I've already checked out some scenarios for myself against touchdown to Navi. Nice. Okay, good. Um, and then, like we said, my matchup is set. And then sixth place uh, is going to get pretty crazy too i i guess we're kind of doing the show backwards today we'll end with this week's breakdown um before going on but uh, i just this stuff is exciting so i wanted to get to it so the the sixth seven eight spot (laughs) man this is this this could go so many ways because god kings and pit kings play each other so the pit kings can not quite control their own destiny because even if they won against the god kings they would need to also get a median point to make up the difference, unless Brady also gets a median point, in which it was a futile effort. The Cheetahs need are basically in the same position, except they're playing me instead of Brady. Mm. So there is a combo where any of the three of them could could make it, and it is plausible. Um, so going to be very exciting. Uh, and yes, I want to talk more about the Pit Kings when we get to their matchup. So let's just start there because that's that's what I'm most excited about. Um, Matriarchs beat Pit Kings 106 to 101. And um, man, this was this was nuts to me. I didn't even see it until somebody commented on it in Slack. But Trey Lance gets a start for zero points and a bunch of others that I'm not going to run through thing by thing. But if you just look at that one position... Lamar Jackson scored 18. Boom. There's the win. Pit Kings are now uh, what they would have been 11 and 15 tied with their brother. And then the game next week really could have been what got them into the playoffs. Oh, I think that they would have been 12 and 15. I think you think they could have started enough to get the median point. Yeah, because they had Chris Godwin on the bench. Oh, yeah. He scored like 30 something points this week, didn't he? 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. So 30 there, 18 from Lamar, uh, 16 from Mike Davis, and you also had Jeff Wilson start a zero. So two zeros started and a one-point match. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're right. You're definitely right. So, wow. So even just Lamar and Chris Jackson for Lance and, like, Jeff Wilson, I think would have pushed him really close to the median. Yep. Um, The only thing that would have thrown him off is, like, would he – Oh yeah, he's uh, he had Mike yeah. Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but even Ceh had eleven points, so that would have been over Zach Moss, another six yeah. points gained. Yeah. So now who knows? Maybe he wouldn't have played a Monroe. Yeah. But still, pretty crazy. Uh, pretty wild. It happened so quickly. It was like all of a sudden, yeah. right before. It was just like, and I I get it the the way the projections were looking, 
you know? Oh, yeah, I, I do too because I remember and, – and it's crazy that he still almost won. Um, <laughs> it still almost happened because of that crazy wind game with Mac Jones where he only threw the ball three times, so he ended up scoring .46 fantasy points. Yeah, that's what I was going to say for the Matriarchs. Like, what a what – a, I, I don't think it would have really mattered for them in the standings, but – no, they they still would have been in the same scenario where where they could have only gotten fourth or fifth. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty crazy stuff. The uh, the thing with that I thought was or or thing I wanted to say about the pickings one more time was like I think this is a, a just an interesting mindset thing to analyze. So like Colton explained a little bit in Slack that he was looking at it like okay I could maybe drop. A, all the way down and get the third overall pick in the draft instead of having the fourth overall pick um, by just missing the playoffs or maybe getting this, getting into the playoffs and losing the first round. My only thing is like that my mindset would be, and I did this last year in the Hawes league that you're in now where like I was kind of trying to rebuild and tank and I accidentally, like I legit was trying to tank and I got the sixth seed. And at that point I was like, well, let me win like I want to win you know um and made a couple of trades at the deadline to make my team better and I still lost in the first round but I don't know you know I I, I can see either way but what are your thoughts on that type of debate oh I think when it's past the trade deadline if I was there it's like I'm gonna try to go for the playoffs and get hot yeah anything can happen like yeah so that's that's me but I, I do know that this is a rough draft. I think the thing that was most appealing was that he hadn't scored over like 160 points. Like he had a, a yeah. number that he hadn't crossed as a threshold yet. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of, I do understand that where you're like, where you could be like, yeah, I just don't top. Even when I have a great, like a good week, it's not like it's a, a game break week, right? Like, Yes. Yeah, that so was a, a good point that, that I, I, I wouldn't uh, have known that about his team until he said it. Um, but I, I do think that's a good point as well. Like um, most of the other teams above him, even even my team, which had a lot of struggles this year, has had that crazy big game up in the, like the 190s um, or 180s uh, or even consistently just being above that 160. But if he hasn't even gotten there once, I can see his concern about his ability to get hot. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the toughest part now is you're just like, is a Monroe like, is this is this where Jared Goff and the Lions put something together that's kind of interesting down the stretch here? Yeah, maybe try to ride that win uh, a little bit. That was very exciting. I always like, I don't think there's really been a time where I was rooting for a team to not ever win a game. Maybe when the when it was like the classic bad Lions with Stafford, I might have enjoyed that but i i don't know so i i like that they got the win that was a fun game to watch yeah i love that lions team they they didn't they don't deserve to be oh yeah they're not they're not that bad they're not the worst they're team not, in the league they're not even though their record is yeah. they're not the worst team yeah I agree. they're better than the jags and the texans i agree i would much rather be playing for them than those teams yes definitely too, as a player so um now i know we spent a lot of time on the pit kings but i do want to talk about over on the matriarch side mm-hmm. so we already discussed mac jones like 
he just they just didn't throw i was really hoping for a zero attempts <laughs> that would have been game. amazing um she the thing for me is she played both zeke and pollard yeah uh which i don't think that's the first time either but it did kind of work out mm-hmm. i don't hate it yeah it, it's weird th- because she um and i didn't see like why she didn't start james robinson like was I don't know was he was there I know now he's kind of banged up but was he banged up before that game or was it just because they were playing the Rams or was it like I didn't I didn't understand that uh, since she just traded for him but I mean it worked out I guess yeah I when did she acquire him I guess it would have been the had to be the week before right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that was odd to me. Um, and then she also started Mark Mark Ingram, uh, who I think Kamara was didn't he sit this week? He did. Sit. So that so that made sense to me. Um, and starting Gaskin, I mean that still makes sense. So um, I don't know. I just thought that was very bizarre too. I like Tony Pollard a lot. I think he's really good. But uh, I he hadn't been consistently like scoring enough. I would have thought to do that. So yeah, uh, he. He's just so I think he has the he's in that big play. He's just like he's just finding the big play right now, I feel like. Yeah. Yep, he does um, he does that and he scores touchdowns, so um Yeah. What can you what more can you ask for? All right, uh let's talk about probably the greatest, most skilled um group of four quarterbacks to ever play in the CGF. <laughs> We had the Bruce Matthews defeating the God Kings 147 to 137, and these were the four starting quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew, Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton, and Kirk Cousins. And they all did well. They all did good. Yes. (laughs) Hilarious to me. Um, There's no other place to start except for saying, did everyone at home get to see Kirk Cousins line up under a guard instead of the center? Oh, I did see this. <laughs> if that's not the most Kurt Cousins thing, I don't know what else is. That's what I'm saying. There's just something off about the guy. Yeah. He's a he's a good fantasy quarterback, and I still kind of wish I had him sometimes, but I'm kind of like, but yeah, he does stuff like that. Yeah. He's, it, <sighs> he lined up under I, the right guard on fourth down. Like, and, and I'm pretty sure Madison was the one that had to like, tell him like hey (laughs) stop fix that um my goodness so that's pretty rough Uh, (laughs) does the guard not say something like yo (laughs) yeah right wrong ass (laughs) my friend hey what what you doing there buddy um that was crazy but um yeah this was a uh a, a great thing for you here to get a double win um because you only scored 147 so uh you know playing several other people in the league this week would have uh caused danger for you in getting that second buy in the two seed uh, and then on brady's side this was a bummer because it kept the guys below him alive he really had a chance to uh clinch the playoffs here but um just had a lot of kind of uh down performances cole beasley was a victim of that same windy game um Jamal Williams, Zach Ertz, not really doing much, and Claypool as well, uh, only had three targets. So 
low scoring. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't quite say low scoring. Because I mean, this was one of those things where we were the two teams at the median. That's true. Going into the last game, right? Like, we were five and six. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm eliminating the two bottoms. (laughs) Oh, so that's fair. That definitely brings it down. But yes, even still, you're right. Um, but the thing about this matchup, and I mentioned this to Brady, is that when it was happening, we have a lot of like we had a couple of connected players, right? Like every time Kirk Cousins would do something, it gave me Jefferson or Thielen points a lot of time and, until Thielen was out. Right. You know, but like that whole system. And then in the wind game, I had Diggs and he had Cole Beasley. And so I was in the lead. And so I was just kind of like, yeah, I guess, I guess they're just going to both do nothing. Yeah. As as but it was just stayed in that close thing and also like it just felt like it went back and forth all day like watching the projections. Yeah, it was a very close game. Um it it changed a lot on who was projected to win. Um I can't keep up with Taysom Hill one because I hate him and two because um like I always think or hear that he's like injured and not going to play, but, but he keeps, or, but he is playing and he's fine. So I, I don't know that that's confusing to me. Also, he's just bad. I hate that. He's good at fantasy. Um, and yeah, that's about all I have to say. Yeah. Well, did you see how he got his second touchdown? Pass? Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Which Deontay Harris also suspended now. So the saints, I really think are going to, are about to go out there and run the triple option. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so tell me, Bruce, how you're feeling about rolling out Zach Wilson and Taysom Hill headed into the playoffs. Well, it'll be Minshew or Hertz. They're just on by. Oh, it's Hertz. Hertz isn't like, again, this is the least informed I've ever been about the NFL of mine, probably since like middle school. Um, I'll just not catch If they're not on my team, I, I really don't count on me to know what's happening with them. So he's not hurt very seriously. Uh, he he tweaked his ankle. Honestly, I'm fine with Minshew playing. Yeah, I mean he outside he doesn't give you the rushing, but he'll probably get to chuck the ball a bunch. So yeah, he's totally serviceable. Yeah. Um. So I feel fine. You know, I got PJ Walker, which who knows. So. Yeah. I I think they announced today that Cam Newton is going to be the starter, but I mean I don't think they're that sold on him. So. Yeah, it hasn't. It was a little exciting when he first came back, and then it was like, oh, never mind. Yep, that's still that's the Cam Newton from New England still. <laughs> yeah, don't get also it rolling out Hertz and Taysom Hill at full power would be. Yeah, a lot of potential there for for some good fantasy numbers, even though they're both horrible at football. At quarterbacking, I'll 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 amend. They are both terrible at being okay. throwing the football. Um. Yeah, you've had a lot of injuries too. Had to play without Kamara. Now you've got Adam Thielen is hurt, um, but you still have a solid like top three receiver core to to lean on going into the playoffs. Yeah, and I think Kamara and Aaron Jones are both back this week, so that that will definitely help there. Um, this reminds me something that we that you said in this i don't even remember what it was now but i want to remind the listeners at home to get ready for uh 
player award nominations. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure we did last year. We did we vote before the playoffs, or, or did we wait till afterwards? Do you remember? I think I can't remember. I can't either. We'll probably have to ask the Jersey commissioner. Yeah, we'll have to look. Um, I know we 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 talked about that last year too. Like, which when should we do it? Um, so we'll have to look into that. But uh, I mean, the regular season ends next week. So go ahead and you know definitely be thinking about it. Love to have some repeat rewards and some new ones. All right, let's move on to the winner faces popular ballers. This is the least relevant matchup because it didn't matter for either of these teams. Um, I'm gonna look through the roster here just to see if there's any interesting football tidbits from the game um, uh, from this matchup that I would want to talk about. Oh, I can talk about one thing. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, dude, he, the, I know, I think I, I mentioned this, the whole like balls bouncing off his own teammates into opposing defenders arms Mm -hmm. is out of control. Yeah. It's, you did mention that. It's, it's, and I think I did see a Reddit post that he has nine of his interceptions attributed to that, where it was like a catchable ball hmm. that deflected. That has to be or infuriating like, as a quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like all of the all of the bad luck of tipped balls and and like all that is happening at once. Yeah. Yep. That, um, Tom, that. Tom Brady threw 50 times. Yeah, Tom Brady did throw so many times. Um, I did want to circle back. I almost forgot to McCaffrey. Um, I don't I, I don't think it's it's time yet to do an in-depth look. We can't even and really until the draft and really even until probably a couple of years from now. But I do think that um, there is a like a paragraph in the in the league's history that could be written about this trade depending on what goes on for popular ballers. Um, I am really glad that he did that as a, like if I'm taking myself out as an owner of the league, just as a person observing the league, like I, I could, you know, see the trajectory of what was happening and he needed to get out from under that. And this is exactly why. So uh horrible bummer for the winner faces still can win the title very easily. Um, but you know, I, I, you're going to be kicking yourself a little bit, I think, for that big payoff. Yeah, I think so. I there is a part of me because that is like McCaffrey is still only like 25 years old. Yeah, it's so I'm like maybe he can come back. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll come back, and I think he'll. I I still think that when he plays next year, he will do McCaffrey things. I think it's just now, and I think if if you went back to either on Slack or maybe some of our earliest episodes last year before he got hurt. Like I said somewhere, I know I like made a big deal about him being small and getting hurt and how I, I didn't like him as as far as like dynasty prospect wise. Like that's why I'd rather have a Dalvin cook or a, um, Saquon at the time. Um, it would have been revisionist history to say Jonathan Taylor, but uh, you get what I'm saying. Just because like his body can't handle that workload. He he's not Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. But they right. use him too much and this is I don't know. I think that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. I think I think they're just going to use him way differently in the future. Yeah. But he'll still be they amazing. Have to. Um I do think this made me I had one of those aha moments that I think my favorite landing spot for Aaron Rodgers would actually be in Carolina. With Christian McCaffrey and like Terrace Marshall, Robbie Anderson, 
DJ Moore and DJ Moore. Hmm. That sounds pretty sweet to me. Yeah, that would be good. I can't imagine that. I cannot picture him in that the, uniform. Those southern people would eat him up too. Yeah, <laughs> with all of his inoc- inoculated whatever stuff, he'll fit right in down there. Yeah, that would be odd. Anyway, um, I can't imagine that, but it would be fun for the offense. Um, my matchup. Uh, we talked enough about my team kind of already, and then with Marley Magic, um, not much to really talk about. Uh with the the tanking there i guess uh one thing i was going to say about my team was that i just i don't know if i've truly given jonathan taylor enough love like i love him so much (laughs) obviously because he's a cult but also just that he's on my team he's carried my team all year and i just am so happy and he gets to rest on a week that i don't need him it's perfect nice yeah it is perfect he he you got maximum points out of him before his buy yeah couldn't uh, couldn't plan it better yeah also i do i do want to so we didn't talk about popular ballers at all oh yeah sorry with uh, Aaron. with winter faces <laughs> um which again team in a strange spot because if he had like you know javante van jefferson cooper cup who would all be like you'd probably start them like i don't know they had like 75 points yeah, he would have had a killer. Like, yeah, Aaron, 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 Aaron worries me. Yeah, as a future team. Well, because he's he's tied for fifth in max point four on the season, and this is after having several weeks of tanking and after having traded away players that I'm looking at it now. Based on how close these points are, probably would have kept him up around third or fourth. So that's scary. That's scary. And he's got these picks uh, and Deshaun Watson still. And Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts. Who is, we haven't even seen at full power. Yeah. Not and even close. And J.K. Dobbins, who is scoring zero points for his team <laughs> right now. Oh, it's, this is scary stuff. So, uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else I want to say uh, about. My team, I've got some injuries too. Thankfully, the depth should help. And the guys got hurt at the perfect time. Like Dalvin Cook is hurt right now. Mixon is sick. (laughs) Jonathan Taylor's on by. I don't know who's going to start for me at running back this week. And then um, I might be missing Daniel Jones for a bit. And so I'm praying that my other two guys are okay because I, like, shoot me if I have to start Davis Mills at a playoff game. (laughs) Oh. Be real rough. That would. That would be rough. Yeah. And RIP Logan Thomas for the season. Love you. Uh, get better. See you next season. Yeah, I think Lo- I think Logan Thomas might be getting close to being done. I think so too. That's tough. It is. Um, moment of silence. Yeah, moment of silence for Logan Thomas. <laughs> That's <Pour> one out. <laughs> we were both very <laughs> distraught by. Maybe it's because he had a late career. Yeah, boom, you... kind of like Delaney Walker. Yeah. You're like very much rooting for those kinds of. Players. converted qb late late yeah. bloomer and on the football team it's just a bummer um yeah. all right is there any other football news football league talk rules that we need to look at before we move on um well i gotta talk about the magic a little bit i know oh yeah let's uh... brag on Tua. let's that's that's what i want to do i oh yeah i love Tua. that's no secret um been trying to get him forever but uh i think two is really good 
Yeah, I I don't I don't think Tua is really good. I think Tua is certainly competent to play quarterback in the NFL, though. Yeah, like I do think that you have that, and I think that that is very beneficial with how young he is. And I also think I'm still not convinced that him being left-handed isn't still weird for his receivers. Mm. And that's why Jalen Waddle is doing so. He, well. That's what. That's why he's the one catching everything. He's used to it. Yeah, man, he, he's used to the left-handed thing. He had an amazing throw to Devontae Parker that Parker had to make a circus catch to catch on the sideline, and it looked because it was going to the right, and it looked so weird from him. Oh, yeah, I bet it was. And also, this is a superpower. Defenders aren't going to know how to to play against like the corner fade from a from a southpaw. Yeah, it's going to feel weird to them too. So if the receivers can figure it out more quickly than the DBs, it could be nasty. Yeah. Um, and I, do, I did want to say too. Oh, go ahead. Oh, are you, were you going to talk about Tua? I was just going to say like the Dolphins are on a five-game winning streak and are now like could like be a wild card contender if they keep winning. And they haven't really beaten like a great team in the stretch, except for they did beat the Ravens, but I think that was when Lamar was having issues. Um, but it they beat the Texans, the Ravens, the Jets, the Panthers, and the Giants, and then they get to play the Jets again this week. So they could go or after their bye. I'm sorry. So they could be uh, six game winning streak, seven and seven, with three games left after a horrid start to the year. Yeah, and I think I think that they are okay. Yeah, and I I don't even know what they need though. That's the problem. They don't seem like they need anything more. A better they seem running like back. Totally. Yeah, like a better running back. Yeah. And maybe offensive line. And, but, and I think that the, um, that's why yeah. they excited me last year a little bit. And then this year, like, Tua with, had his injury. So if he gets to be healthy next year uh, and they get to get uh, a better running back in there, like, I, I would be shocked if Miami isn't one of the teams that takes one of those top four or five running backs. Um, then I think that's that, – it'll be exciting next year. That AFC East is going to be stacked. Yeah. I agree. Um, I also wanted to say, I think I need to eat my words on. I was a fan of the Ronald Jones trade. Ugh. He got sold a rotten egg on that one. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, I think the only only thing you hope for there is that he's a free agent next year and maybe he goes somewhere else and, you know, finds, finds something in himself. Yeah. Maybe Seattle. Maybe yeah. they don't retain Chris Carson and he goes yeah. off to S- Seattle. Because because uh gallup is good and um i like him a lot and he's also a free agent so Mm. see where he ends up um yeah i wonder it'll be interesting to watch what what uh the magic do with kelsey over the off season um he did try to move him before the deadline didn't end up pulling the trigger on any of the offers i i had tried to get him i know some other people did as well so we'll see if he ends up keeping him for next year or if he decides to sell yeah we shall see he also has one two three four five bench bots currently so pick up some some flyers there marley well at this point you might just save him for the draft just keep all your drafts yeah i'm always the speculative ad guy just in case (laughs) you never know what you can flip i I wish we had (laughs) 10 more bench spots yeah i love it all right. Well, folks, um, it is time, I guess, to transition over into Coach's Corner. If uh, oh, there... did we t- did we talk about TDA? 
Oh, we may not have. Hold on. We kind of yeah, we about didn't it really wind game. We didn't, but um, yeah, they're kind of in a weird spot this week too because they have to start Jake Fromm. Yeah, and that'll be quite awkward. And their matchup with knowing the flaming hot cheetahs was like uh, Josh Allen and like who was it? He uh, needed Tyreek Knox. Hill and Josh Allen to and Knox to combine for like I don't know it like was thirty five points or something. And yes, I remember. I actually had looked at it because I remember at one point I had counted it up and it was like the even the sleeper odds were crazy. I remember thinking like, oh, Allen and Knox only have to get X amount of points over whoever it was that. Actually, no, Noah was already done. His his team was done, and I was like, oh well, that's you know that's done for Noah's out of the playoff race. Like I, I was already like counting all that up in my head and then the wind game made it possible. Yeah. And, and Tyreek Hill having a being swallowed up by the Broncos D. Yeah. He's had like three of those games this year. Yeah. Just total shutdown, but so. you'd expect that <laughs> I'd throw everything at him too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, But again, Alexander Madison for the, for the cheetahs as clutch. the sub has just been so good yep super clutch um, um i the only thing i'll say about the the uh touchdown nabby to and i'll shut up here is that i still like this is not an insult even though it's going to sound like one when i look at his bench i'm just like how has he how has he had this season where he's been in like second like his bench it might be the worst in the entire league and but he's just had everything go right at the top and when <laughs> when he's had to have backups in weird things have happened and like he has started some bad players and they're doing it for him hey you know you know what if your guys don't get hurt it makes it a lot easier yeah your best ability is availability that's what they say touchdowns and abby knows knows that that's the case but, like, um, the fact that he had to start A.J. Green in week 13 of our fantasy football league and won, or or almost won, I should say, but got a median point is insane. Yeah. It's nice. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're good. What can we say? Yeah. Leonard Fournette, good. Josh Allen, good. Carson Wentz, good. Tyreek Not Hill, hurt. Jamar Chase. Good, not hurt. Hunter Renfro. Crazy. Kittle, 44 points. He's stupid. All the Kittle haters can can shove it. <laughs> I think Rob actually could have been put into that category at one point <laughs> earlier in the season. I was like, no, it's George Kittle. Like, don't stress about him. Yeah, he's awesome. All right. Sorry, oh. I tried to cut it short there. I forgot about you, Rob. I love you. Okay, so oh. let's get let's get into this coach's corner. Um, so we've had a lot go on since we last talked. Uh, the team um, had gotten hot. We went on a kind of a winning streak, and we were five and two, ranked second in the city. Um, one with one of our losses coming to the number one team. That was the the seizure game. We had a rematch with that team on Monday at home, and we were very hyped for it. Um, and we lost, so we're five and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still we're going to be the second seed, and 
we'll probably play them in the district championship if if everything like if if we take care of our business. Um, and you know what they say, it's hard to beat a team three times, so we're gonna keep believing that we're good enough. But uh, it's still been fun. Lo- love doing it. All that to say, the story that I have is not super basketball related, but it is from the game Monday, and it is hilarious. Okay, okay. so to set the scene, uh, our our gym is still not done being built right so we were playing in the omen arena which most everyone listening to this has been in we went to it for our graduation my first question Spicer, is have you ever been in like the bowels of the omen no okay so if you haven't been down there you can't quite grasp how insane it is unless you've been in a building similar to it and i think i'm guessing most people would have have so think about like i don't know when it was built but you know there's certain buildings that were built like old enough like in the probably in the 50s or 60s where they have basements that are just utterly chaotic and there's like tunnels and doors and like doors to other doors and locker rooms it's like maybe some like church basements are kind of like this but it's like that on crack because it's the omen and there are 21 locker rooms in the omen um because they've had all these tournaments there over the years but they're all like tiny they're all connected and it's very confusing so obviously when we play we only need two locker rooms one for the visitors and one for us um right so it it actually that's honestly more of an issue because it's like okay which two do you do like the keys get confusing um all that type of stuff well we had our locker room and before the a team game the varsity game uh everybody had gone up in the tunnel we were watching the end of the girls game and we run out to do warm-ups and we're warming up and i'm like looking around i'm like i feel like we're missing someone like this Something seems off, but I I can't figure it out. And we sit down, tip off starts, game's going. I look down the bench again. I'm like, I feel like something is off. And I realize that our largest player, who's about five eleven, maybe six, he's like the same height as me, six foot five eleven, is missing. And I'm like, how the heck did I not realize this? And where is he? So I like t- play telephone down the bench with the guys. Like, like I'll just call him Mike for his sake I'm like where's mike where's mike and they're like oh coach he he went to the bathroom right before we we warmed up i'm like it's that's that was 15 minutes ago like i'm like someone go get him and so i like turn around our sixth graders always sit in the stands behind us they don't get to sit on the bench and i'm like just yelling at them like someone go find mike go find mike like hurry run so they like sprint down and it you can't get there quickly like you have to run out a tunnel down two flights of stairs like it is far underground and then like through a series of doors to get there okay so it is about halfway through the first quarter before the sixth grade the sixth graders comes running back up like completely out of breath and they're like coach we don't see we, we didn't see him he's not in the bathroom so i don't know if this okay. if this was the rational thing to do but i started to panic like i got scared like my brain started going through like very bad scenarios like oh no like something happened to him like or he he left and, and he's a pretty good kid so i didn't think like he was he would have gotten in trouble if that makes sense like he didn't sneak off yeah. to do something um he's also a foster kid and and has had a lot of like hard stuff and I, I don't even know what that has to do with it but like my mind was like oh no like something's something's wrong right mm-hmm. so i'm like really stressed out and i'm 
like trying to help coach. So I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And so I'm like, guys, he's got to be down there. Go look. I'm like, these also, these sixth graders are not trustworthy. Like they probably just missed something. So I send them back down again. They don't come back up until we are into the second quarter now. And we haven't been able to play him, our tallest player, against the number one team in Jackson because we can't find him. <laughs> so, oh. so they come back and they're like, he's nowhere. We looked everywhere. So at that point, I leave the bench and I go over to our like principal. And we, we had a bunch of staff there. And I'm like, hey, we can't find Mike. I don't know where he is. Disappeared before the game. Like, SOS, like, we need help. Can you find him? So, like, they saw the gravity situation, and they went into action mode. And I could tell they were, like, they had urgency. Well, <laughs> then, a couple minutes later into the second quarter, I feel a tap on my back. And I turn around, and it's a parent. And the parent's like, hey, where's my where's my son? And I, I'm, I, like, look down the bench. And at that moment, I realize not only were we missing Mike, our six-foot-tall player, this made me feel horrible, but we were also missing a second kid who is like just an average bodied kid that would blend right in. And he's like our 14th man. So there was no chance I would have needed to locate him for the game was not on the bench. Oh, man. So then I'm like, oh, crap. Oh. This is this is not good. And then my mind instantly switched from worry to anger. Because one is, like, you know, sketchy. Two is these two kids are up to something. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, we have another kid missing as well. I don't know. I'm so sorry. Like, the principals are looking for him right now. And thankfully, nice. the parent was chill, and they were like, okay, I, I'm sure, like, you know, you know, he's helping him with something or something like that. And I'm like, that's not how I would have reacted, but okay. <laughs> so we go back to the game. It gets to halftime. We have now played half of a basketball game. So there have been, I'm guessing this took between warm-ups and the, and the half, 30 human being minutes. These children have been missing, all right? <laughs> okay. We go down through the tunnels to go to our locker room. And right as we come down the stairs, we see the two kids standing next to our vice principal, who's this huge man, our discipline guy. And both of them look so dejected and out of breath and i was just like I, I was like fuming and like i had the key to the locker room and and so i was like i was the first person down like the team was behind me and i just looked at them and, and I, I just assumed they were in trouble like they had done something stupid so i was just like mike and other kids name i was like stand over there i was like the rest of the team like go in coach will be in there in just a second like i'm gonna deal with these two so i walk over to them and i'm just looking at them and i'm like guys what is what did what i don't even say it i was sentenced <laughs> and they look at me and this kid says coach Hawes, i got locked we got locked in the bathroom and i'm just looking at them like what what do you mean what do you mean you got locked in the bathroom and the vice principal's like yeah i he's like i'm not saying anything coach but it's like when we got down here they came running around the corner and they were like out of breath and they weren't in the area they were supposed to be. So we're probably going to have to search them. But they say they want to take us in the bathroom and show us that they got locked in. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so we go. And this is not going to translate well over audio. But our locker room is connected to another locker room. And the door that goes between them actually does have one of those, like, classic teacher slit 
kind of windows that you can see in. Uh And through that locker room, there's a door that has no windows that goes into a bathroom. Okay? So so keep that in mind. So they they went into into that room, then into the bathroom. Apparently, Mm -hmm. for some reason, someone did something or the door was propped open for the first three hours that people were there. And whatever reason, when they went in there and they closed the door, that bathroom door locks from the inside. (laughs) Okay? So... Even if they had knocked or made a noise, it would have. There's a whole locker room in between them and our locker room. Okay. Second off, we were all like two stories, or yeah, probably a story and a half above ground, you know, in a gymnasium from them. And there is no other soul down in this, like, this basement. So then on the other side, the other door in that bathroom is a, a wooden door that exits to the hallway which is locked from the outside because they don't want people to have access to the locker room but the the omen is so old that the door had like a 18 inch by 12 inch or so uh rectangular vent at the bottom of it Mm -hmm. and so the kids after screaming and like freaking out for 25 minutes kicked the vent out of the door frame <laughs> and crawled out and they they crawled out like just as the principals had come downstairs and like just saw them running down a hallway like sprinting because they were sprinting because they were like we got to get up to the game but the the situation of it looked very bizarre because they were na- like because of the way that that bathroom like spits out it was in a different hallway than where our locker rooms were supposed to, to be at <laughs> So it made them look like they were running through a part of the building they weren't supposed to be in and out of breath and confused looking. And so, oh. and so the whole thing was nuts. And then the, the comedy in it is after it all settled down and we all made fun of them a bunch and all that type of stuff. As a joke, I look at the six foot tall kid who, who he's not just tall. He's like a grown man. Like he is a football player, broad shoulders, like huge kid. And I'm like, so Mike, like, I bet you're the one, you know, you, you crawled through that hole, huh? Because the other kid is tiny. And he, uh-huh. he like put his head down. He was like, yeah, coach, I, I don't know how I fit through there. And I was like, wait, what? He was like, yeah. Uh, He's like, uh, the other kid w- was too scared. He, he didn't want to crawl through the hole. Like, he made this monster kid (laughs) crawl through this giant hole, which I do not know how he physically fit through, and unlock the door for him to walk out. (laughs) I was just like, you cannot be serious. So then, at that point, we were down by two points, and I was excited because I was like, well, now we get to to play Mike. Like, he's going to be – he couldn't play. Like, his head was so messed up from that that we, we couldn't play him. Oh. So it, Man. it was just rough. And like, I don't know, I, I may not have told it as funny as, as it was like in the moment, realizing that they were telling the truth. The, the part that I left out that was funny was the, the principal, the vice principal went in right before I did. I let him go in first and talk to them because I was kind of nervous, honestly, about what was going to happen. And when he came back out, like this is a man of very few words. And he came back out and he walked up t- towards me and he just had this smirk on his face. And he has a very like like country draw. He was like, Mr. Hawes, they telling the truth. 
And he just had the smirk. And I was like, no, they're not. And he just kind of like chuckled. He was like, they're telling the truth. They locked themselves <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> and that was when I went and saw it. And it, it was just so, it, it's so middle school. Like, yes. how did this happen? <laughs> yes. And, and it really isn't like, the kids fault no it's not impressed i'm more impressed but by the kids i and mostly what i'm like is like i would be pitching a fit to oman arena about like look if i'm fine with you locking doors but if people can access them like what if there was a fire yeah like like, exactly you you we can't have this oman like yeah for sure It, it like they're yeah it could have been way worse. Like, what if that had been after the game? Yeah. Ugh. So, uh, yeah. I, so, I I ended up, like, after, like, thinking it was funny and making fun of them, like, once I thought about it, I felt really bad for them because they ended up telling me later, like, they screamed and, like, be as loud as they could. Like, their voices were hoarse. They were screaming so much. They were, oh. they were down there for 30 minutes before yeah. they thought, like, let's vandal, like, and I also give them props for that. Like, they didn't want to, like, try to break anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just came to that. Um, which, it's also funny that they decided to do that, like, 60 seconds before an adult would have would have yeah. been there. <laughs> but, you know, they they probably weren't thinking clearly, like, it's about to be halftime and there will be people, like, maybe close enough to hear us. Yeah. So, um, it, it kind of made, an, like, a disappointing loss like way better because we were joking after the game i I told my coach i was like hey it's like in my opinion this this game is a net one positive he's like what do you mean i was like well in our first game against this team we lost a player to an ambulance and tonight we found two two guys (laughs) you know like yeah (laughs) at least we didn't lose anyone for good yeah i was also thinking like it's strange, but like, why when you play this team, can you not just have your whole team? You know, I know, right? Like, can we please just be at a hundred percent next time we play them? Yeah. So, that that's the other positive. It's like, is big big Mike, even though this is not his name, he now has a, f- a fake nickname for his fake name. But big Mike needs to get in there and box. They they they're just so big, and they have a lot of big eighth graders that are athletic. So if he can get in there and box them out well we can we can hang with them yes i cannot wait and they really can say we haven't been at full strength yep oh, i can't wait i can't wait to hear about that yeah I, i'm excited i don't i don't know um i don't think if i had to guess i don't think we'll lose another game um another district game we play in a christmas tournament um against some teams from all over the place and like I don't know oh, what any of them will be like, so you know we may p- play a good team there and lose. But as far as like games that count for our school season, uh, I don't think we'll lose again until we would play them in the the tournament. Nice. Oh, I hope I hope you get to play them again. Me too. But yeah, so that's that's that was my. I know that was very long uh, winded, but just the whole thing was so bizarre to me. <laughs> that like i i wish i could have communicated like all the scenarios that were running through my head i was like oh my gosh like they're they're raiding the visitors locker room they're probably stealing their stuff t- to like oh my like gosh. to like oh no like he probably like 
he went out the wrong door and like he he ended up outside and like maybe something happened to him out there like <laughs> or i was like the stupid kid probably went to the corner store at, that's across from the street from the omen and it took too long or like i was just going through so many oh. scenarios trying to make sense of it and getting locked in the bathroom was not on my rolodex no and it shouldn't have been but <laughs> what how how relieving that that's what it was right? oh yeah so once i found that out i was I, I was so happy like i was like guys i'm sorry i yelled at you and came down the stairs but also i cannot believe that's what happened yeah wow what an what an eventful game yeah. also a situation where i'm sure your coach is like oh i'm so glad we had an assistant coach to deal with that you know what i mean <laughs> right yes that's true i probably earned my keep just from from that stupid interaction where he would have because i didn't even tell him like uh at one point he he turned and looked for mike to like sub him in um in the first quarter and i was like coach we don't have him he was like what he's like never mind and he just like you know turned back around to get focused because he probably thought like for all he knew he went to the bathroom like because he had to poop or something in the game he didn't know he was like missing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like i didn't want to tell him that <laughs> like you know he, his mind was elsewhere but uh but yeah just just nuts and this is why i love this so much like it's they they are keeping me on my toes it's always something yeah how exciting yeah oh man Kids are so funny, and situations are so funny. Oh yeah! <laughs> like I, again. Also, did they say why they were together? Were are they like, are they pregame poop partners? Yeah, basically they they were like. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other thing is I was like guys I was like eh, what again this is an assistant coach thing every game one of the things I do I, I took upon myself but my teacher mode I'm like guys make sure you use the bathroom before we go up there like. <laughs> and yeah. every game there's one kid that in the layup line is like coach i, I really i really gotta pee I'm like <laughs> dude <laughs> oh we have five minutes um and the two of them like they just they waited to the last second and that's what they get dang so dang 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 yep <laughs> oh, fun stuff but uh <sighs> but yeah other than that things are going great we had a conditioning only practice today and is one of my favorites just got to wear them out Lots of ropes and medicine balls and all that type of fun stuff. Oh yeah, sound it's it sounds uh, exhausting. Oh yeah, to me. they they hated it, <laughs> yeah. but I, I I loved it. Oh, oh the joys of of running a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and you got you gotta love it. Um. Well, thanks uh, for indulging me, uh, listeners, and Spicer on uh, Coach's Stories. Hope uh, you enjoyed it, and I guess we'll talk to you next time. Talk to y'all later.